Hi, I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast, where we explore all the pieces that make up a woman, mind, body, and soul. We are two everyday women who have survived, thrived, been defeated, humbled, and spent our lives committed to embracing all complexities of being a woman. This podcast is dedicated to all women, all women searching for real conversations. We are going to be exploring everything from sexuality, aging, menopause, physical and mental health, spirituality, marriage, divorce, and blended families. Everything is on the table, except politics. Every episode will be committed to engaging conversations that will include interviews with influential women, leaders, healers, authors, and good friends. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Welcome everyone to Pieces of a Woman podcast. I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. Well, this week we're pretty excited. We're going to do a follow-up from last week. Um, If you recall, last week we shared the Art of Joy podcast where our very own Christy shared her story a couple of years ago um, with the two amazing ladies um, just regarding the loss of her beautiful son, Taylor. And we're going to have this week, we get to introduce how the board, Taylor Hagen Memorial Foundation, came to be. And we're excited because we have all the board members that we're going to introduce you to. And we're going to learn how it evolved, how it started, um, and what they do, what the organization actually contributes back to our community and to bring awareness to suicide and mental health. Um, So we're going to start off, Christy, I want you to introduce the board and give everybody a chance to introduce themselves and what their role is. Awesome. So I um, am the president of the Taylor Hagen Memorial Foundation, and I have part of our board here today, Michael Rowe. Hello. How are you doing? (laughs) And I have Leanne Garcia. Hello. And Phil Fiddler. Hi. And Connie Hagen. Hello. So really quick, I just want you guys to both, or both, all of you, share a little bit about yourself. So I want you to talk, you to talk about what you do for a living um, and share uh, part of your role with the foundation, what kind of inspired you to be on the board and uh, why you stay um, in this cause. So let's start with you, Mike. Of course. I'm Michael Rowe. I'm uh, in real estate. That's how Christy and I know each other and Deanna, actually. Um, and I'm a board member for Taylor Hagen Memorial Foundation. Um, I got started because this was my family when when Taylor died. Still is my family, but that's what initially inspired me to get started. It was just a memorial ride that me and Katie decided to kick off, and it's grown into what it has today. So, I'm Leanne Garcia. <laughs> Professionally, I'm a nurse practitioner in geriatrics at the Salt Lake City VA Medical Center. Um, I am involved in the board because I share in the loss of a child. I met Christy after my son Andrew passed away 10 days after Taylor passed away in January of 2017. And initially that relationship was just personal, um, helping each other through our healing. And then I joined the board about a year later and... um, The board has been my passion project. It helps me in my healing as I um, figure out how to live my life in child loss. 
Phil? My name's Phil Fiddler. Professionally, I'm a almost retired mortgage lender, <laughs> which I'm really excited about. And uh, I'm a, a friend to this group, and um, I first met Christy when her and her husband... Um, you can say it. Crashed a wedding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crashed a wedding down in Florida several years ago. That was Deanna's wedding, by the way. And we uh, got to know them and um, didn't really know anything about Taylor. I never met Taylor. Uh, but uh, we went to um, the um, gala that year as a group of friends. And uh, the experience I had is one with um, a very dear friend and neighbor who lived right across the street from us and seeing what that did to the family, to everyone around it, and seeing what Christy was doing and accomplishing. I, I'm pretty sure I walked up to you that night and said, I want to be involved in this. You did. And so I've been there for a little over two years, and my chief function is to raise funds for the foundation. And you do very well at that. <laughs> it's a good niche. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm Connie Hagen. Uh, professionally, I um, work for Northrop Grumman. I am a major subcontract manager. Um, I am Taylor's stepmom. So uh, this has also been a passion of mine uh, and part of my healing process as well. Um, and it has just bonded us as a family. Uh, and it's helped all of us, I think, begin, begin the healing process, whatever that looks like. Well, I just thank you all for being here because this is such an important topic and what you guys have all created is pretty powerful. And I wanted to get, so this is the fourth annual Utah Vision Day that's coming up August 7th. Um, but we want to hear how it started. And I asked Christy this earlier, like when did this actually start? I know it was the first year, but Christy, tell us a little bit about how it came to be. So we lost Taylor on January 6th of 2017 and probably within a 24-hour period of going through the shock of that uh, I knew that I was going to need to do something um, to honor my son I wanted to do something to honor my son and so we actually reached out to our accountant within probably 48 hours and started the foundation oh my gosh. and had him start the paperwork and we opened up the checking account and initially, it was really to raise money through social media marketing, um, and we were going to give back to um, suicide prevention efforts, but also hockey scholarships. And so that was the initial start of it. And we um, went into it pretty fast that the first few weeks, and then I would say probably about three to four months later, I'm sitting in my kitchen, and... Michael Rowe and my husband Kenny came home from a ride and uh, had this great grandiose idea that they wanted to put on an event to raise more money. Uh, initially we raised about $16,000, that was our goal. 
Um, we distributed that money to AFSP and to hockey scholarships. Um, but we really, I think everybody kind of in the family wanted to figure out a way to do more. And um, that day, Roe, I call him Roe, Michael Roe, um, <laughs> and Kenny came home super excited. They were on level 10, just completely pumped about an idea that they had to raise more money. And that's how Utah Vision Day started, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, the board was not really formed until about a month after the idea came about and that was mostly as a result of the two of them thinking they could handle it on their own. Hey, we, we had this. And in fact, their words were, as I was sitting at the table with my head in my hands, thinking, what are they thinking? I can't even imagine what this is going to look like because I was still, you know, obviously four or five months in to the loss. And they assured me that I did not need to do anything, that they had it all handled and they were going to have sponsors, people were going to donate, yep. and we were going to do this big motorcycle yep. rally. I stand by that today. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that. And Christy hadn't no. had to lift a finger, right? No, she wouldn't have had to do anything. Just us two. We would have been able to do it all by ourselves. Yeah. So, so just to, ask, to clarify for the listeners, what's AFSP? So AFSP is American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. Okay. They're a national organization that has... Um, has different chapters throughout uh, various states where they raise money to support the cause nationally. Yeah. Okay. And when you know we wrote a check to them in the amount of I want to say about ten thousand um, dollars, and that was pretty rewarding for us. Uh, it was really, like I said, just a social media effort, and the community was so supportive, and we didn't anticipate to raise the amount of money that we did at the time. And we really weren't quite sure what we were going to do with it. So we had to you know, make sure that we had the nonprofit in place because that was important. And again, not, we had no idea what the foundation would look like. So here we are four and a half years later. Our board now consists of 10 people. Um, I think I call us glorified event coordinators. Is that what you would say? <laughs> yes. we it's have, a lot of hard work. We have mastered how to put on an event, which is where we now raise all of our money. So to kind of give you an idea of where we came from, the first year we started it um, was just a, was a rally in a casino night. We did it at a bar. Um, I think we had maybe 60 bikes at that mm -hmm. event. Yeah. Um, we might have had 100 people at the gala that um, we call now, and we raised about $25,000. And that, that was, was fantastic. huge. And yeah. That allowed us to kind of start our other programs that we were um, putting together. And the second year, we learned a lot that first year. We grew, I think we were about 100 bikes at that, was it about 100 bikes at that point, maybe 150? I think so, yeah. And the gala was about 250, and we raised about 75,000 that year. Wow. And the third year, we were up to about 450 people at the gala, 250 bikes, and we raised about 135, 140,000. And so every year we've grown. The community has been right behind us, supporting us. And you know, for those of you that think as a foundation, that's not that much money. It does a lot for what our efforts are here in the community. So we're super proud of it. Well, that's a lot of money. But can I ask? I want to ask. So you started out with just giving back to AFS. A AFSP. <laughs> yes. And a hockey scholarship because Taylor played hockey. Yes. 
And then how did it grow into all that you're doing now? And I want to touch on that. Uh, all Because you do so much more than, than just those two things. So I would love to hear from the board members. What are some of the other things that you specialize in? I know you do Hope Baskets. Tell us about the Hope Baskets. Okay. So um, Hope Baskets... It initially just started um, when we heard about a family that lost a child to suicide, and Christy and I felt the need to provide that family support. And so we got a, a basket together with a daily grief book that we had found helpful in our own journey, a candle that we made, and some other resources and our contact information, and we dropped it off there on their porch. And since then, that's grown to where we're sending um, hope baskets to families across the country. It's just word of mouth. We've probably done over 250 baskets, and it's for any type of loss, and it's um, just been a great program. And the funds that we raise at the gala and the rally help to fund that program. Oh, well, I can say personally, I've sent you guys... I think a handful of names and because it's done anonymously they don't know who brought them but one mom kind of figured it out that I must have contacted somebody and she is actually a neighbor that lives not too far away and she lost her daughter in a car accident and you guys that's so powerful because it's just so unique and different and anyway it just the lives you're touching and that's just one aspect well, I want to add to that. Um, what I think really kind of um, inspired that program was being supportive to the families. But I remember um, on my first couple of weeks not knowing where to turn and not knowing who to reach out to to find support for myself but also for my kids. And the basket, we have compiled a list of resources um, that are national resources as well as local resources and of course we've read so many books on loss that we've put that list together that goes in those packets so it helps to kind of give that um, hopefully some place that they can go to find a way to reach out um, because you kind of get lost not knowing where to turn and Google is not a good place to go when you're trying to find support so fascinating because you would think it would be but it's too much information yeah, yeah. it just you get overwhelmed with it I had, the, I had the same experience after Andrew died I remember just frantically googling you know how to help my family and I could not find anything and then you know things happened and Christy came into my life and and the support that she provided and and she really started the first hope basket because she came to my home with a journal and the daily grief book and that's really where the inspiration was and that provided so much support for me and my family and one thing after you've lost a child is this need to help others you don't want other people to feel the way you felt you want other people to feel alone you want them to feel supported and that's really what the hope basket program does well, I love that, and I will say, just leading into another thing that you guys do um, is your bereaved mother's retreats, which just hearing the stories that come out of that and the lives that you touch, tell us what that looks like, and, and who is that? I mean, I know it's for bereaved mothers, but tell us more about that. How did you come up with that idea? So Lady, the, either one. She's pointing I'll at sh- me. I'll so. share. <laughs> She's pointing at me, so I'll take that. 
So Leanne and I attended our very first Bereaved Mothers Retreat about five months after losing Andrew and Taylor. Um, I was at the five-month mark, I think, when, that weekend. And we were just searching for something and a way to you know, find out how we were going to navigate the rest of our lives. And we found this retreat, and unfortunately, it was in Canada. We could not find anything close to home that we could go to um, to find support. Well, we took the trip to Canada and um, not even really knowing each other, just, but when you are a mother that has lost a child, you pretty much will go to the ends of the earth to figure out how the heck you're going to get through it because it's obviously such an overwhelming thought. But we did the retreat and we came back out of that retreat thinking that we wanted to start something here um, in our community. And it took us a year, we spent a year figuring out our grief and obviously you don't always figure it out but we needed the time to process and then we started the retreats about a year after that and how many mothers have attended we've had over 65 mothers and 10 retreats in the last three and a half years and we've had mothers from across the country come and all types of child loss and Connie can speak about the retreats because she comes and helps at every single one and attended our very first retreat. Yes, I did. Oh, wonderful. Talk well, about that. Yeah, tell us more. What happens at the retreat and how, um, I know that women come out of it, I'm just hearing the stories after the fact, but I know women come out changed. I, I mean, it's pretty, you never know what you're going to get. Christy has said, you never know, she worries a little bit about how it's going to go, how, how are they going to be you know receive the information but what happens at the retreat so you you go in and it's just a weekend you go in on a on Friday um, and everybody tells their story um, and it's emotional and you connect um, with all the other women there um, it doesn't matter how you lose a child um, the loss of a child connects you um, and then, so you have that emotional day, and then the next day is about self-care. Because um, women who have lost children tend to forget about themselves and are worrying about their families and their, their other children or their spouses, or um, but don't tend to forget about themselves. So you get a massage you get there's a medium that comes there's yoga there's remind me of the other things <laughs> so we do it's a full day of teaching them self-care in all modalities which you know ranges from facials to massages to really just spending the day nurturing the mother and having them learn to ask for what they need right and so we really try to to nurture and take care of them for that weekend. And that was amazing. Every single, um, I did a facial, everything was amazing. Um, so you kind of come out of that day a little refreshed. It's an enti- it's an emotional weekend. Um, so, but you come out of there connected um, and not feeling alone um, is the biggest, I think the biggest thing. Feeling understood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would imagine that a lot of moms, because they tend to take care of everybody else, like you said, and is there sometimes dealing with the guilt of, I shouldn't enjoy anything? Absolutely. I'm sure there's a lot of, Absolutely. of that and helping them learn to, that they need to feel loved and take care of themselves. Well, and it, 
um, every retreat, you know, is different. We've had mothers that are 20 years after a loss, and we've had mothers at six months. And I think one of the beautiful pieces of the retreats that we walk away with is seeing the mothers that are 20 years later or 10 years down the road, um, looking back at the mothers that are so early in their journey and being able to acknowledge, look how far I've come yeah. and look where I'm at. And then you have the mothers that are coming in early in their journey and they're seeing the mothers that are further down and they're able to look at it and go, I can do this and I'm going to make it through. Um, and so I think that's a powerful message. And the weekend's not all sad. The first day is super emotional, but there's a lot of laughs, which I yeah. think um, is surprising that the mothers come in and they think, oh, it's okay if I laugh. These mothers are laughing. Mm-hmm. And so there's no judgment um, because okay. you're surrounded by other moms that are know what you're feeling, know what you're going through, but they're still figuring out how to marry their grief with joy and sadness yeah well I love that and I want to jump into something else I know we have a lot to cover but you also support children through programs you've brought in speakers um you have done you've partnered with the pivot program correct yeah Yeah. and that's really to help our teens our youth um tell me more about that because you know, we know some kids who have been through that program. Just kind of dive in. How do you support them? So we we started um, supporting the Teen Vision Program because um, in looking at the loss of Taylor, he was 23. But, of course, you know, going through um, the journey of what happened, when did it start, what did I miss, um, how did this happen, I kind of reconciled that if I were to look back at Taylor's younger years, um, it probably started around junior high um, and high school. And so it was really important for us to find a way to support these young kids um, early in their um, teen years to hopefully provide some solutions and coping skills that will navigate, help them navigate the rest of their future. So we aligned with Pivot Adventure, and they are an outdoor program. And what they bring to the teens is showing them the camaraderie that they can get from other kids, just like the bereaved mothers, but other kids that are maybe struggling the way they are with depression or anxiety or bullying. Um, So they create those connections with other teens, and they introduce them to areas of outdoor activities where they can use those for their coping skills, whether it's mountain biking, rock climbing, um, hiking, snowshoeing, um, and then they pair that with a program with the parents so the parents can learn and understand um, why, what the, why they're not communicating effectively with each other and how to communicate better, but also for the parents to have some compassion and understand where they're, and meet them where they are on their, yeah. um, in their teen to high school years. So we're, we're proud of that program as well. We average about 25 teens. Um, Pivot is partnered with the schools in the community. Okay. They meet with the counselors. Most of those teens come through a reference from a counselor that has um, basically identified someone that the program would be a benefit to. And those programs cost about $1,500 per team. So um, Taylor Hagen Foundation supports 25 teens a year. This year our goal was to put over 50 kids through that program. Ah, that's awesome. 
You explained awesome. that much better than I would have. Tracy was looking at me, telling me to explain this, to go over it, but I knew I would not be able to articulate it that well. <laughs> so, well, um, but it's, it is one of my favorite programs that we do for kids because they are, it is, they have to be referred in. They're struggling, um, even to the program. And that confidence that is built within themselves by doing these team, these outdoor activities is huge. But what I love about it is that parental accountability component as well. Yeah. So. Well, that's awesome. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, when you sit and dive into each component that you're raising money for, I think it's important for everybody to know. So let's dive into the event itself. So Utah Vision Day, August 7th, and it starts at what time for those who want to go on the rally? 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the rally because there's so much going on. There's so much. Let's just talk, focus on the rally for a minute. For all of you organizers and whoever wants to jump in, Phil? Well, it start the rally point this year is going to be the Salt Lake Harley Davis location. I don't know their exact address. I know it's approximately 2100 South State Street. Yep, 2700 yeah. South State Street, Harley Davidson. And um, hopefully most people will be pre-registered. We encourage everyone to do that in advance, but um, if not, that's okay too. A lot of people like to wait and see what the weather's gonna be like, so. Uh, it's gonna be perfect. It, it's, yes. it's always a perfect day, uh -huh. so you don't need to worry about that. But uh, everybody uh, meets at the Harley-Davidson store. Um, there's a breakfast, pancake breakfast provided. Um, everyone gets coffee provided by one of our major sponsors, Beans and Brews, who we love. And uh, everyone talks and, and gets excited and you just feel this building of emotion just with all these fabulous motorcycles and classic cars there and um, when everything's done you jump on your bike and head off for a beautiful mountain ride with three separate stops and then uh, it's going to end up at Mountain Dell this year where we'll have a lunch and, and also I forgot to mention at every stop we have um, groups that sponsor each stop and um, it's it's emotional for sure because uh, there's a bunch of poster boards of um, several children and adults that have been lost and we hold those up over a pretty wide wide uh, expanse of area as the motorcycles roll in and Everyone kind of gets to feel why they're really there. Yeah, yeah, for yep. sure. So, and then uh, they get to collect poker cards at each stop, and those go to prizes, and uh, it eventually ends up uh, at our final stop with a lunch and drawings, and uh, it's just a fabulous way to spend the morning. That is so great, and it's I love rally. For all of you listeners out there who have ever participated in a rally, there's nothing better than a bunch of Harleys <laughs> and even cars. I'm going to say cars. and cars. We take cars, <laughs> um, but just the sound. And this year, I understand, is there an escort? Is there? Well, yeah. So the rally ride. I mean, it, it, the camaraderie is is great. The support is amazing. There's nothing better than 
I mean, you're not exactly hauling ass down the road. I know I can swear on this. It's kind of <laughs> um, but um, we're escorted by, we've got 10, actually we'll probably have 10 officers, this, more than 10 officers here. We know of 10, and then I know the number from Salt Lake. Yeah, we'll have 10 highway patrol, and I think we'll be about three to five Salt Lake. Yeah, it gives so, you chills when you start on a rally like that. For like sure. They're leading, oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I mean, most people have seen, you know, images on the web or of these big motorcycle rallies, and that's what you're you're a part of uh, for this big cause. And it's a poker run, so those are the stops. We do a poker run, which people collect a card and, and basically building a poker hand that they're going to use at the end of the um, rally at lunch. Uh, they'll get, you know, the, the top hands win some prizes, but... Yeah, that ride out, I mean, we're going to be probably well over 200, maybe 300 this year, I'm guessing, of a mixture between cars and bikes. The ride's gorgeous. That's awesome. But there's still time to register. There so is. So people, we, we know there's a lot of day of, but also tell us a little bit about this. Do you want to talk about that? The 2021 Fat Bob? Yes, we bought um, a, a Harley 2021 Fat Bob 114 Cruiser. <laughs> that we are raffling so we there are a hundred dollars per ticket but we are max that out at 400 so your odds you know your odds That's awesome. um we are going to raffle that will be the last raffle at the end of the casino gala um you do not have to be present to win we will call you live if you if you win and you are not present So that's going to be the most exciting part of the night. And I keep saying, okay, so you don't ride a Mm -hmm. bike, or you don't like Harleys, or um, you just simply don't have a need for a Harley. Well, how about you do a $100 donation, and you sell the bike, and you profit $20,000, or better yet... You share some of that with the foundation and give it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say, no, that's a really great point because a lot of times people say, oh, well, I don't want to do that because I don't ride Harleys, but it's a great way to donate. So, it's oh, a good blasphemous. Way yeah. For things coming out of your mouth. <laughs> hey, well, there are Harleys, people who are not going motorcycles. Right. We've got to change that way of thinking. Yeah. So, if you're listening and you want, and you please share, um, let people know. Um, you guys are on social media. There is the, give us the Facebook and Instagram page where people can go find the information. So, you have our, our social, social media platforms with um, our Taylor Hagen Memorial Foundation with Instagram and Facebook. And then our website is utahvisionday.com. Oh, okay. So on utahvisionday.com, if they want to pre-register, is that where they go? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So utahvisionday.com if you want to pre-register. And you can purchase you can. your ticket there. Oh, and your add your okay. raffle ticket for oh, the Harley. Cool. Yeah. Everything okay. can be so purchased there. everything there. Okay. Now let's shift gears. And we want to talk about the gala. So the gala, where is it? What time does it start? What does it include? And can you show up day of and attend the gala? Because I know a lot of people are last minute and they're like, hey, what are we going to do tonight? So (laughs) it starts at 6 o'clock. It's at the Union Event Center uh, in Salt Lake City. Um, You can come the day of. You do not have to be pre-registered. It's obviously easier for us if you are registered, but you do not have to be registered to come um there when you come in you'll have dinner and then you get a certain amount of money uh to play in the casino we have a casino 
You get a certain amount of opportunity tickets. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> you get a certain amount of opportunity tickets to um, get raffle tickets is what is what you'll end up with. And then we have several different raffles. We have some really great donations this year. Um, Tell us a little bit about what. Do you have any that you can share that might be enticing to you? Yeah, get? we have... Um, a lottery basket filled with lottery tickets. Um, oh, serious? Probably values about three hundred dollars. That one's for the silent auction. Okay. Um, I think that the the raffle one is about fifty dollars. Um, we have some beer, different beer baskets that we have. We have a yoga a yoga basket for an unlimited month of yoga. We have Moab weekends. We have Moab weekends. Oh, man. Okay. Wendover weekend, or not weekends, Wendover, two nights in Wendover. We have, um, I think we have a 65-inch TV. We've got a balloon ride. Oh, Hot air balloon hot. ride. Love that. <laughs> um, balloon ride's worth it. <laughs> Whether it's here or Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And Leanne, talk about um, the silent auction. Yeah. yeah. So then um, a big part of the event is our silent auction, where we're going to have over 60 items that you can bid on um, with a wide variety. Um, we have a Traeger package, lots of trips that you can bid on, um, lots of sports memorabilia. We have a special surprise I don't know do I want to share <laughs> we have okay <laughs> we sure. have a signed basketball from the Utah Jazz oh, that we incredible. expect will do really well by all the players signed by all the players oh my gosh that is awesome so that will be yeah. in our silent auction this year we have paddle boards lots of things to bid on um, some Mexico trips um We've got some, I think there's a Europe trip. There's. We've got a lot of good stuff this year. So it's a great way to come if you're looking to buy. Like, I'm thinking of the paddleboard. I really want a paddleboard. Why not buy it and do a donation at the same time? Exactly. Like, that's a great exactly. Or go on a trip, which you've done, Phil. When, the first year you were there, or was that the second year? That, that you a, ended up bidding on a trip. Well, two trips, I was going to say, because oh, I was right. helping him <laughs> <Sorry>. check out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was fortunate enough to win a trip uh, to Albuquerque for the annual balloon festival and got to go up with the head pilot, which was phenomenal, um, and just experience that. And then we also, uh, as a group, bid on a, a trip to, the, to Oregon to go to do some wine tasting. Yeah. And uh, they're fabulous trips, and I, I decided it was better to raise money than spend money. <laughs> there you go. Okay, but this is also a night for people who are, like, looking for just, what are we going to do tonight? For it's sure. It's a great time. Um, tell us a little bit more, because there's going to be dinner and drinks, and what else? Well, the casino itself is the main draw. I mean... Christy and I put together a fabulous playlist. <laughs> uh, what is on that playlist? <laughs> and um, but we the casino it's it's like you're in Las Vegas. It's not a couple tables here or there. There's probably what ten to twelve blackjack, blackjack tables, roulette. 
craps tables and these dealers they're they're not professional they do this on the side but they are legit obviously there's cocktails floating around and you're you're milling around with people that are all there for a great cause and looking for a great time and it is it's it's a party Oh, I love it. It's a fun way to raise money for a very important cause. And the work that you guys are all doing um, is so impressive. I mean, it really is. It's just turning turning tragedy into helping so many other people. And it's a topic. I know September is Suicide Awareness Month. Um, and we definitely want to keep this top of mind. Mental health is so important, and we've talked about it so many times. Of I don't know why it's not in the curriculum at schools and why we don't talk about it more. Um, but the work you guys are doing, the fact that you did this the week of, is mind-blowing to me. Well, I think what's you know so humbling to me is that we started this really not knowing the vision and with a small you know number of people, and it's grown into... Um, what it is today with a team of people that you know I couldn't be doing this without them and so I'm so grateful for their passion and their commitment although I mean yes they all quit on me the week of the event every year (laughs) (laughs) every year they're done with me but you know Uh they're they're all very committed and I want to mention that they're all volunteering they have full-time jobs and they volunteer so none of our board is paid all of our profits go back into the mission and the services that we provide. That's an important. I'm glad you said that to let everybody know. But it's not too late. You can come and join us. We're all going to be there. I'm going to be there participating and enjoying in the fun. Um, but it's this Saturday, uh, August 7th. And again, you can show up the day of or you can pre-register for everything. So you can get your tickets. You can buy raffle tickets, right? Mm-hmm. You can get registered. It's at utahvisionday.com. Um, we encourage everybody, invite people, um, love to have you be there. Is there any last words anybody wants to say before we sign off? Just thank you. Come support us. You'll be glad you did. Oh, I love that. Hey, thank you all for being here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone could benefit, please share. If there's a conversation you think we should be having or a topic that resonated with you, please let us know. You can engage and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces of a Woman Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a comment.